Kageyama Shigio, otherwise known around here as Mabu. Very sad to see that bull cut walking away from us. The conclusion of season three leaves us with happiness along with a pit in our stomachs because we'll never get more of him. But that's okay, because now I get to watch this show in full over and over uh, in the coming years. Now, we only talked about this show as a radar where we kind of did an elevator pitch on why you should watch this show. I, absolutely bonkers, because I thought we had... We talk about the show enough that I thought we actually did episodes on it, but today's episode, we're going to talk through season one, two, and three as a proper send-off to our sweet, sweet little boy. To the I Married We podcast, it's your favorite anime podcast that, without you guys even knowing, record an intro about 58 times and want to die because I can't get it right. Uh, are you new here? Wow. I'm Tom, and I can't believe that you're blessing us with your presence. I am the uh, weeb of the house. Well, at least I thought I was until I met my wife here. Hey, who are you? I'm Danielle. Danielle, the best wife in the world. She's got a mug, so it's got to be true. <laughs> Um, that being said, uh, you guys should check out our Instagram. Our account on there is I Married We Pod. Give that a follow. It'd mean a lot to us. You could also find the link tree, which will get you to our Discord. Pop in there, roll through waifus, show off your figures, talk about manga, anime, all that good stuff. We're all very nice and do not bite, as everyone on the planet says when they want you to join their Discord. That's just what we have to do, I suppose. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, if you can go ahead and give us a rating as well, that would be very beneficial to us. Not really in a tangible way, but we'd feel good about it. Now, to the other folks, are you not new here? Well, I can't believe that we've gotten your presence back here another week. We appreciate you. And that new shirt you bought looks slick as hell, my friend. Uh, yeah, about freaking time we talk about this show. Yeah, girl? Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Jeez Louise. A great uh, season three that we just came off of. Oh, what a great ending. Everything about it was phenomenal. Can't wait to talk about those. A little bit hazy on season one and two, obviously, but enough that I think we can reminisce and uh, just all have joy talking about it. And by that all, I mean us. And season one, two, and th three, relatively highly scored. Yeah. People like Mob. As they should. As they should, which I'm not going to call out names, but oh. I know there's some people in the Discord that might not like Mob too much, and I may have looked at those people a little differently. Yeah, it may have changed my entire perspective on you. Anime is life. Yeah, it's, it's one of those subjectively great shows. I get it. Some people, obviously, there's going to be some outliers that don't like the vibe, but if you like One Punch Man, this is just a step up in the way of still having a dynamic where your main character, you're not worrying about them because you know how powerful they are, which lets you then just delve into other parts of their personality. It's just fun. It's a great aspect. Obviously, the author uh, won. It, it's just got it down. It, mm. Such sweet relationships in both shows. I... I do know that there's going to be a season three of One Punch Man. We will eventually go through two, even though we've heard, you know, the, the I don't want to be too much of a stickler, so I'm fine to go through it. I just haven't had an excuse till now. We've had too many other things that, you know, 
we've kind of put above it. Absolutely. Like the new show Velma. Have you guys watched this <laughs> rager of a show? <laughs> Just kidding, man. I've not seen a universally hated show uh, like that in a while. It's the um, complete opposite of this Wednesday well, shit. That what about we're Cowboy about. Bebop? Wasn't that universally disliked? There was a dislike, but not a hatred. Velma, oh, okay. Velma is getting like articles written about it from both <laughs> sides of the spectrum, just hating it. And even watching one clip, there was a YouTuber who showed a clip. It's like the humor sucks. It just doesn't even make sense why it was a thing. It should have just been an original character. I don't know what this has to do with Scooby-Doo. And you guys have heard all about that. So I'm over that. Uh, but going back into some more actual news regarding the things we care about. Uh, a homie in the Discord, J-Rod, was actually mentioning a manga that he thought we should uh, check out. And that is The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses. Mm. The, the picture of on the front cover is so cute because she's just squinting at this kid in class or whatever. It seems so sweet. Haven't actually checked it out yet. But how awesome to hear that it's going to be getting an anime in 2023. Oh, wow. Cool. That's right. This year, we're already going to get it. So cute. Hopefully. Um, can you, uh, is there a synopsis on that bad boy you can read for us? Oh, uh, let me hit it up for you. As the deskmate of my Kamura always has his attention fixed on her. Attracted by her cute charms, all he wishes for is that she would look at him uh, with those beautiful eyes beneath her glasses. But just a few days after making her acquaintance, notices something different about I. Her eyes are squinting and her glasses are missing. Nonetheless, he still finds her adorable. Unexpectedly, I has a tendency to forget her glasses. Having terrible vision, she has difficulty going through her day at school. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, the homie is more than willing to help her. Uh, so then she starts relying on him. His feelings grow even more. Likewise, despite her short-sightedness, she slowly becomes the person uh, that she hopes to see or whatever. So Aww. it'll, uh, it, it seems cute. It seems really cute. And uh, pretty stoked. I'm sure it'll be kind of Takagi vibes. Maybe it's short little stints. I don't know. Haven't seen the manga, so sue me. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and then uh, last bit of news, because there's not too much, and I you know, didn't really have time to look too much into stuff, but this is straight off the process. Okay. Maiden Abyss is getting a sequel. We are getting another season. Let's handle this action. This year or next year or in five years? <laughs> it's saying that the second, but the way they word it is interesting. So it was revealed on Sunday that the second season, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, is getting a sequel. Maybe they just call that as a continuation or whatever. So anyways, we're just going to get more Made in Abyss. This is a great thing, obviously. I don't know what the heck they're going to do to outdo themselves this time around. And also, is this going to dip into original content? Because I know that the anime has been pretty good at catching up with the manga. The manga release is pretty slow from what I've gathered. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, one thing's for sure. There'll be more anal prolapses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple more poppins. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Pretty stoked on it. Yeah. That's interesting. Watch. It's three years from now. Cause I'm assuming they haven't really actually given a date, but that could just be an announcement. Hey, we're going to do it six years later. Yeah. Right. It's like James Cameron with Avatar. Which, by the way, do we hate that or do we like it? I don't know. I, I think I've heard decent things. I mean, things. The, the box office doesn't seem to, they haven't really made what <laughs> they've been hoping for, but. Yeah, I don't know. Three hours, that's a lot. That's a lot to invest sitting in a seat. I'd right? rather do that at home where I can like take bathroom breaks and pause and. 
get I more they were party. Party. <laughs> you know, watch a movie and party. It's <laughs> getting a little wild up in here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because then I can't, I mean, hypocrisy aside, I love the Batman that had come out and that's like three hours long pretty much. That's true. I didn't see that in theaters like you did. I got to watch that from the comfort of my home. That's true. Which was excellent. Excellent. Robert Pattinson did a fantastic job as Batman. I hope he does some more. Oh, he I want some more Batman. We love Batman. We like his new cards, the Jets. <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> Everyone's turning this off. Like, I think these two have lost it. <laughs> and um, I quickly, I want yes. to uh, amend because we laid our head on Thursday on our sweet, sweet pillows. And I said, mother trucker, I forgot to say the most important thing about villainous. I know. We always do that. Oh, always happens. And it's a shame. Um, the best OP, I think of any, almost any anime. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Fire recent. Force, Fire Force has the, probably the most fire for me OP and EDs. True, but true. Villainous was. It's out here. Slapping. And it was Ritakahashi. She slays. Yeah. So she's getting into the singing game, I guess, which obviously it's pretty easy transition. Once you. Once you get into the voice acting, you can kind of isolate your vocals in such a way. Singing's got to be a little bit easier, right? This isn't science. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking that's got to be. But Rita Takahashi really handles that opening song, and I'm glad that you thought. So there's our little addition to uh, the Thursday episode. Just know that the opening slaps ass Yay. in a good way. <laughs> in a real good way. <laughs> now, speaking of good ways, mm. I truly can't, and I know there's a lot of bias in here, being that this is one of my uh, favorite shows of recent memory. This show is just too damn good. The, the mix of the serious themes along with the obviously quirky moments, this is something that both One Punch Man and this do, where it's like the characters are drawn in such a way that it's like, you can tell it's going to be wacky, but man, when it gets serious in Mob, it gets serious. Now, we'll, of course, dabble in. We're going to keep it very light right now. And just in case you haven't seen it, you should have listened to our radar if you're a true fan, obviously. But we have a young boy who has psychic powers. Some would say extraordinary psychic powers. Very strong is pretty much the bee's knees. Nothing can stop him. But being uh, in his developing years, he kind of doesn't want to rely on those things. He just wants to be a normal kid. and. This is kind of his adventure and all of his kind of ups and downs in the acceptance of those around him, himself, his powers. This is just a great, and, and we had talked about another show being Toradora, coming of age. This is such a great coming of age tale with the fun that is action, comedy, and, you know, a very lighthearted tone. Big fan of it. You guys, we've said it. You should be too. Um, yeah, I I think you eloquently put that all together. Um, and I was, I was going to add, but you did. I think the themes that I liked in Toradora, while maybe that wasn't my favorite rom com Toradora, I sure. can respect a lot of aspects the show went through and touched on, and that's, you know, they do all of those same things with Mob with. Additionally, putting that shonen twist on it with making it that action. And I love 
like One Punch Man, where you have a hero that you don't ever have to really worry about. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out on top and you're just watching the little chess pieces move on the board of like, who is Mob going to win over basically this season mm-hmm. to be on his side? Well, it's a good way to take character development and kind of put it into a slightly more unique equation. If you peel back danger on a character, what's left to explore? And this show shows you exactly what you can. You can actually now with that trust and that care, even when he's in a big situation, it's not like, oh, no, I hope he doesn't die. It's a, oh, how is he going to get around this while also obviously putting the care and effort into the person he's fighting? He cares a lot. This is one of the sweetest kids around who's being lied to by his mentor. (laughs) It's set up in such a way that like you care about him instantly. I don't, I think it was by episode two. I was like, what a sweet boy. We love him. Mm -hmm. He's, he's, he's a more grown up, less of a king like uh, Boji. You know what I mean? This has Mm -hmm. those ranking of Kings kind of vibes where it's Mm -hmm. like, I am team this guy. Yeah. Season one really just kind of him finding his bearings in a normal way that we see in other anime. He's just trying to find a place. The psychic powers are odd. He's had them from such a young age, but we find that a big driving force from him is the fact that he would use that. It would impress this one girl that he was very good friends with. And then she eventually got bored of it. So now he's lost. He's like, well, wait, that, that's what, Uh Oh, what do I do here? So now it's like, let's just try and be normal and let's just try and kind of put those to the side and and be a normal kid. Season one, I think was a great, strong opening. I don't think that um, it took long for me to be invested as I had already kind of mentioned. And the stakes were instantly like some of the fights and just the dynamic of counting up So the 100 in Mob Psycho 100 being his like emotional meter, he's a kid who bottles it all up. And then once 100 happens, some of the best animation around. This and um, so this art style when Mob loses it, uh, Blue Lock also kind of has it. And then Fire Force, they all have, well, Fire Force has the visuals that are similar to this with that awesome like Mm -hmm. sound uh, mechanics to it too. But something with that code, if you put that in there, it's like instant (laughs) goosebumps. The, the, the sound of the numbers going up instantly. It's just a dopamine rush because you know, you're getting closer to another action scene. Sometimes they kind of flip it on you though. And it's not, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the premise. That's kind of what season one gets up to. And now it's spoilers from here on out. We appreciate your patience. But yeah, just pause it. Go watch the entire show. Love it. And then come back. <laughs> At this point, and, they're like, stop. Oh, go ahead. What's great is they're not multiple 24 episode seasons. It's just 12 episodes in season one, 13 and two, and then 12 and three. So it's not that many if you want to run through the show yeah and i a lot is packed into the episodes we're not asking you to one piece this motherfucker we're just it's (laughs) it's simply just a nice easy watch you can watch it over a month here or there you know and just get it done now i'm I'm not going to continue to tell you guys how to feel i just i I strongly believe that this is a very good show you just got to give it uh it's proper time you know what i mean 
a lot of great characters, whether that be the gym uh, rats that he ends up befriending, his brother Ritsu, even uh, Hanazawa, who is kind of like one of his first enemy ishes. Mm-hmm. That whole sequence of that fight, the animators just popped off. I don't know if it was five hour energy after five hour energy, but like <laughs> this was a whole, this was Adderall or something because the focus, the attention to detail while maintaining just so much energy in each of the scenes, just incredible. This is like a standard of you don't need all the fancy mumbo jumbo 3D shit. Well, I do like it a lot of the time. This is just cold-hearted, like, this is just badassery, 100%. And I'm glad you brought up Fire Force, because it's a great segue into something that unfortunately happened. Oh, no. A segue already? I can't believe it. You guys have said three words about the show. Well, welcome. This is actually, other than our, like, intro ramblings, we've done pretty well. This is, yeah, this was (laughs) the quickest we've actually gotten into talking about it. Oh, thanks. You guys are clapping. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> no, so we uh, have taken on the project. Thank heavens for Daniel's father. He's just a badass with home projects, obviously. So he saved us a little bit of money. We were getting new siding on the house. I know. How fun. Uh, we took it upon ourselves with his lead to take all the wood siding that was on the house off and then wrap it with some Tyvek or an equivalent. Obviously, that's just like saying Kleenex. but. there was a little bit of hammering on the outside walls, obviously, you know, with some nails and things of that nature. Well, my brother-in-law says to me, I think something fell in your office. And I've got my figures up on floating shelves uh, on the old wall there. And I was like, well, you know what? There were a couple figures that were close to the edge. Maybe one or two of them fell off because it wasn't that major of a sound. Oh boy, when I came into this office, did I figure out that it wasn't um, just one figure. It was all of them. Every figure. Two shelves full. Two shelves just straight onto the desk. It was um, 99.9% of our collection was on those shelves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Tamaki, aka Fire Force being the reason that I bring this up, is uh, she was... She was battle damaged, okay? She's got a scuff on her head. Listen. Her torso is not moving how it should be. Like, not that they move, but like it's it's actually splitting. moving now and it shouldn't. There's a lot of glue uh, that's about to go down around here. And it's so fucking sad because. I'm going to say, though, Tamaki came out far better than my figure. Karama's leg is fucking snapped, okay? Snap <laughs> but the glue spot's easy. That's an easy fix with just glue. You, Tamaki's I, I head being so. scuffed. Can you? Can You're never you going to look that? at it top down. When she was on the shelf, you were looking up. I know, but you'll her never see split. the top Basically, of her what head. I'm trying to say. Tom's is, making my feelings inadequate right now because he doesn't even care that Karama can't even stand. <laughs> preposterous. I just know that that is such an easy thing. Karama's ear, no. I'm not even going to bring you know her what? up. You're, you don't even care about Karama because he was a sub $20 figure from Crunchyroll. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We're talking budgets around here. Tomaki is our most expensive figure. Of course I care most. And yeah, even though it's just a $70 figure, well, it's technically retail 120 So we're getting deals around here. <laughs> that's still, uh, you know, that's a, that's, that's bad. We got a lot of casualties. Trunks' sword. Oh yeah. Trunks' sword, the handle and the sword parts. Bulma's <laughs> bunny ear. 
hey, at least the ones we care about the most, like Asuna, I can't believe that she was still on the stand. I can't believe that Gone is even standing <laughs> where that shelf, he should have been guillotined. That fucker's head should have been down the hall. <laughs> he does have a little battle damage on one of the spikes on his hair. But, yeah, I can, um, I can fix that. It's, at least the tips are black, right? Oh, no, that's green. No, it's green. So you can't really sharpie okay. it. But. If it's on the shelf. But moral of the story, guys, definitely make sure that there's wall <laughs> anchors at the very least. I made the mistake of understanding that they were put up as a surprise and there was no wall anchors. And I was like, I'm going to eventually put some in. And, and I didn't. Yeah. And I'm paying the price. It, I mean, it was chaos. The, the shelf hit my computer monitor. It fell right on top of my 3D printer. I had all the shit I shouldn't. My sterilitia <laughs> from Darling and the Franks was sitting oh, right no. under there. None of it makes sense as to how blessed I am that most of it survived. Okay. Well, yes, we've got some casualties, yes. But at the end of the day, them being toys and most of them surviving, very happy about it. So that was that was an experience I didn't want to go through. You want to talk about like the gut wrenching, the oh. end of season three of Mob, and then Tom <laughs> saying, Danielle, come look at this. Come look at this. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the moment <laughs> that the shelves are just gone, like, because that's the first thing you look at. You just look, there's nothing on the wall, and you're like, well, there was upwards of 25 figures up there. Where were they at? Hi, <laughs> Absolute pandemonium. Oh, man. Oh, mercy. Well, and then like that's following me doing an order of two Gundam kits and they come in all smashed and shit. Luckily, they're fine. But it's like, what else? Is there a third? Is there always a third? What's going to happen? Mm. Uh oh. Faye comes in here unattended one day and, and breaks them. Breaks one of your God, God Gundams. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry about that one. <laughs> Didn't mean for that. Yes, but uh, if you had to pick a favorite season of Mob Psycho, which would you pick, Danielle? Um, oh. Because what I'll tell you is Mal has voted season two the highest, which is interesting because he, it did have a lot of action. Season two was a slapper. It was. Um, I would <clears throat> I did really enjoy this last season. Yes. Thought it wrapped up pretty well. I do have some points of contention with it. Ooh. But, um, yeah, we'll go with season two. Season two was, I think, all in all pretty good. Yeah, I think the first, the last season would be an easy no-brainer. But there was, uh, you know, the first half, it was kind of like, it didn't even feel like Mob Psycho. I said that to you multiple times. Like, this is such a weird, which is good. I mean, it was the same show, but obviously given different vibes, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. But uh, season two, I think is my favorite as well. Also mm -hmm. giving us one of the s slickest uh, and heart wrenching cliffhangers ever. The house fire was in season two, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Jaw drop. Like it was like those people waiting in line to go see Promare. Mouths <laughs> agape. You guys want to hear us shit talk two different movies? We say this all the time. Bubble and Promare, those episodes, if you liked those, don't listen to those. That's just a heads up, by the way. <laughs> um, but this cliffhanger of, oh my gosh, is Mob's entire family dead? And then the episode ends. And I'm like. And we were watching that week counts, by week at that and point. And he starts flipping out, like, and he hits 100 and then it cuts. I'm like, 
oh my, I cannot wait till next week. And that's resolved in about three seconds. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Dimple's like, ho, 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 homie. He, they're they're fine. They're not the real people. Yes, which, which was very anticlimactic, but at the same time, like, okay. Yes, breath of fresh air. We're just like, okay, thank you. Goodness. What are your thoughts on Dimple? Um, he starts so annoying and you hate him, but man, by season three, they do him so much justice. Well, season one, I definitely, he was annoying. By yeah. season two, you know, he starts to like creep into those, like that small little crevice in your heart. Sure. Um, season three, then you're like, oh shit. You know, when yeah. he um, takes over the, the helmet, uh, whatever, the helmet society, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the broccoli oh, you do love this show and um and yeah i was really scared at first like because mob and his fight was pretty dramatic in yeah. season three where you don't really know what's going to happen to mob and then dimple you know gets put in his place basically and then mob is too tired and then you realize that the broccoli has fed too much energy and it's like sentient and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Uh-oh. Which, man, that was some really veiny broccoli. That was some <laughs> weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think each one exploring, obviously, as we kind of touched on with season one, season two, more of the exploration of like really leaning onto those around you. Or maybe that was more so three. No, I would say. Two was, yeah, just his kind of outreach caring more so about the people around him his brother now has psychic powers in season two and so that was kind of the vibe on that and then season three having the switch up one last time going really hard on the focus of mob and a lot of times getting a perspective of like people worrying about mob to the point where one of the most defining portions of this season obviously reagan our lying deluxe con man who <laughs> well it's in such a lighthearted tone it's not explored until season three that he is legitimately taking advantage of mob and it's at the detriment of mob because he's missing out on things because he's helping this grown man continue to be a con artist. And the moment that he actually admits that to mob was huge. So you not only got mob coming to terms with his own powers and just having to calm himself down and realize who he is. You got Reagan doing the same dimple doing the same. This was a massive season. A beautiful, just wrap up, full on character arcs finishing. Hanazawa is like the main man, except for when it comes to fashion choice. Very, <laughs> very not good. And the uh, Body Improvement Club always mm. shows up, always getting their ass kicked. So I'll give them credit. <laughs> they will, they will defend Mob to the end. And what that means is they almost end like they almost <laughs> get their ass kicked every time. A lot of characters that they introduced in certain aspects, like, uh, Karada, who's the telepathy club, like all these, mm -hmm. not my favorite on those. Anytime they showed them, I'm like, all right, back to, back to mob or something like that. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is what definitely was the most critical thing with season three was the UFO episode. Oh gosh. I don't know whose little cousin animated that episode, but it was a, I believe this happened in Gurren Lagan. There's one particular episode that yes. was so badly done and Mob unfortunately succumbed to having that same effect happen. 
was it on purpose? Was it to give us this uh, kind of parallel? I don't know. Now, was it a different anime or was it Gurren Lagann where they had another studio transfer over and the episode was so bad they were like okay fuck you guys we're taking it back over wasn't that Gurren Lagann or was it a different anime no I think that was it could that be could that be right could it be wrong I don't know um but yeah that episode was awful I did the only thing I did like from that is in the last episode when they're back in the telepathy club and they're like oh we should do another UFO sighting and then the one character that that accidentally stayed on the UFO ship like had the big the big the, alien eyes. Yes. That was kind of funny. Yeah, there's a lot of poking fun at tropes. It's it's in the category of shows that don't like take themselves too serious, but this is willing to be serious. The themes are there in a very fun way. It's just delivered in uh in a way that you don't have to feel sad at any point. I mean you do in some instances, but like it's just it's just great. And I know that I hate continually saying that over and over, but this show is legitimately just one of those that like, I just think about it sometimes and I'm like, huh, fuck yeah. I love that show. <laughs> kind of like a brotherhood. It's up there for me. This is a, this is a It's top, a classic. It's a top 10 for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what would be in my top 10. That's something we should explore actually. Mm. Take it serious, you know, not off the cuff, but actually think on it. Mm-hmm. I think Yu Yu Hakusho would be on there. I th- I think so too. Maybe. You know, probably scraping in like by the edge of the. It'll teeth. probably be number ten, <laughs> be considering it's spots one through ten. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. Ah, uh, what I really loved in season three, though, I didn't think I would get as emotional as I did when Dimple like took the owl yeah. and like you know. Went up to space. Yeah. And then magically came back. <laughs> I was so end. happy. Um, but yeah, and then when Mob, because he loses all of his memory of what happened to Dimple, but he knows because he feels, you know, mm-hmm. that Dimple's not there anymore. And like Mob just like curls under his blanket and he st- starts crying. And that oh. was, that was sad to watch. I well, was, think about how effective when, when your main character is someone who bottles up all their emotions. It is that dynamic of, you know, obviously men from a young age, not getting into all this type of stuff, but young age is more of like, be a man, don't cry, yada, yada. It's like one of those moments where when you don't see someone cry, like one of your good dude friends or something, and they're really having a tough time, and then suddenly they're crying in front of you, that hits so much harder because it's like, whoa, you never do this. And that's a mob thing. He's so good at just concealing and keeping his emotions in check until obviously the bottle explodes and we get a uh, psycho mob mm-hmm. or mob psycho. There you go. You guys, that is where that comes from. I think maybe, <laughs> uh, but when he goes psycho, one of the coolest transformations, like super saiyan is very cool in dragon ball, but there's something about the, him turning into a silhouette glowing white eyes and then everything around him getting decimated some of the most badass stuff around okay easy mm-hmm. and i'm here for it i've been here for it and i'm gonna eventually own this show um i can't believe we didn't say like including season two the fire cliffhanger yep uh the cliffhanger of truck coon 
just flatlining mob. My gosh, Truckoon was trying to isekai our boy. <laughs> it, actually, kind of just spawning the uh, Unbot- climax the of the show. This was the entirety. The entire show is built up to this moment. It was very reminiscent of, and if you guys haven't watched, it, I'm not going to go into detail here. But uh, Rascal does not mm-hmm. dream of Buddy Girl Senpai. When these cars hit in these certain moments, they hit devastated. And then for them, because in this show, everyone it's, it's holding what you expect until the moment that you don't expect it. That is so fucking phenomenally done in this show. All the action, all of things like that. There's not that much blood in this show. You know, mobs getting thrown Granted, he must be putting some psychic armor on or some shit, but he's getting thrown through buildings, all this stuff. There's not that much blood. But suddenly in season three, he's hit by a truck and the, the blood starts pooling under him. Silence on the soundtrack. Like, it's, that's it. And yes, wow, that is something that's done all the time. It works every time. It's proven. Cut the music. Let the blood pool. And then turn on, let the bodies hit the floor to end the show. Could you imagine if they switched to that song into the credits? This, that would have put this at one of the best shows of all time, 100% easily. Oh my gosh. That would be so incredible. Definitely um, one I'm going to be recommending, obviously. And I'm, I'm believing most of the people around us have heard about it a billion times, so I'm hoping they watched it and caught up, but... If you guys do have your thoughts on the show and have a favorite moment or any of that, we do have an anime clips section in the Discord as well. You can just throw clips that you thought were particularly badass and all that. Uh, Just plug in the Discord one more time. I know Mm. it's cheap, but it's what we do. It's what we do, baby. Uh, Why do we like this more than One Punch Man? That's a good question. I think you have more emotions in this. I think you have things that you can relate to on a... Like I, a human level. I can relate to Saitama. The baldness? Yeah. I You're did not so like many push ups. Like know. Mr. Clean, like he is. Though. Yeah, that guy's got a gleamer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, because the one thing I do love, I love the focus on Mob the second half. While I my only critique is him stomping through the city, the city, mm-hmm. getting to um the park where he's going to confess eventually to Subami? Yeah. Subami? Subami. Um, right. That was way too long. I kind of wished it was a couple episodes shorter. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was a little too drawn out for me personally. I think they were just letting each of the individual characters Which try I, and save him. Makes sense, but I agree. It did seem a bit longer than it should have. Yeah. Um, But I, I did love, which I wish we had more of his internal battle of... The side of himself that he always kept locked away, yeah. which I think a majority of people, especially in a like pubescent age, mm-hmm. um, can understand. Like you want to be a certain persona to be liked by everyone. Yeah. To the detriment of yourself. That's so sad, too. And yeah. it's like when you look back to your young self and you realize, oh, people were telling me, don't worry about high school or middle school. It's you're never going to remember. You're like, no, this is the most important time of my life. I need to have friends. And then you realize, my God, what a waste of time. Your childhood is so wasted. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Not wasted, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And 
you know, making friends and, you know, having enemies turn into friends. Um, I just think there's a lot of things in Mob Psycho that I can relate to a little bit more. Sure. Um, Like I kind of said in Toradora, you know, you have those relatability aspects. And I think that is what elevates a show above just a typical shonen. Yeah. It's got to speak to the actual, like, the emotion and like the the chakras of a human, you know, the deep down soul. These are important things, obviously. Humans, some, for some reason, I, I, I address them as if I'm not one. <laughs> but like us humans, am I right, guys? It's just so funny, the weird importance, even like just the aspect of the human brain with FOMO and things of that nature. It's like, man, you just think of all this stuff that if you just give up on actually giving a shit, how much chiller life is if you just slow it down. Not saying that this is obviously get off social media, but man, like deleting the Facebook, chilling out, no TikTok, going on Instagram, obviously, but like keeping that to a minimum has kind of really taken the pressure off of the chest. Like even if you don't think that it's affecting you, sometimes it gives you a certain pace that you're setting your life to and it kind of actually will end up harming you because it's like, oh, well, I got to be doing this. I got to be doing You can chill. Just chillax it. And Mob is a chill boy. And I really enjoyed, as you kind of said, how at the end we're really focusing on him kind of coming to terms with this psychic portion of himself that he's been bottling up and trying to be normal. Well, that's really cool of the show to do because it's not often that you can see two seasons build up this thing of, I just want to be normal. I just want to be normal. And then boom, season three hits him like, hey, that thing you've been like trying to hide chill it man you are normal just come to terms with it. it's so cute i i love it i love it to death and i'm so beyond happy that it was able to because honestly if this went to season four i may have started to lose interest so i'm so happy that this caught up ended and it's just a great little package deal uh yeah a rewatch is necessary though because one and two are hazy enough that now with this newfound, like fully uh, ended respect for the boy, it's time. It's time to go see the journey one more time and just kind of enjoy. I'm not going to be fooled twice with the house fire, though. <laughs> His family is okay. Trust me. A gaseous green thing with blushy cheeks told me so. Yeah. Season two was actually the most like shown in anime e type season it was with that big bad at the end and all that but Mm -hmm. yeah oh oops and then we've got little oh no oh no is she up i hope our little baby girl she uh she heard us rambling about this show and now she's upset with us she's an esper she's feeling the vibes she's feeling the sad (laughs) vibes now reagan Yes. I got to ask, you hated him for most of the show. Did he redeem himself with coming clean at the end? He he did. I don't hate him as much. I still don't enjoy his character. I think he's just a little too exasperating for sure. me. But I, I do love that he kind of laid it all out and, and was honest. True. I think he's a good, granted, you're not going to find too much things in common <laughs> with him, obviously, because he's a scumbo, but... He is that older relatability. Mm-hmm. Well, we can, of course, all reminisce and look back and on with Shigio. It's like, okay, 
such good values and such good things to live by there. Unfortunately, a lot of that's just childhood stuff. So it's like you want to show it also give you a little bit for later on in life. And Reagan, at least, is those themes of kind of a guy who's at the end of his wits. He's like clearly kind of almost a burnout. And well, it's so fucking lame that it's like he's being propped up by a middle schooler, obviously. But it's good to see that someone that he was just at this point using to further his business and his gain comes to that realization, obviously. And uh, it was good. I think he's obnoxious, obviously. But when he needs to be there for mob, he is. Mm -hmm. Dude got his ass clapped at the fucking end there. He was getting thrown around by mob, which honestly, listen, I think mob may have tuned in. He didn't let him know that he was actually back to normal a couple of those times. I think he just wanted to throw that guy around for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and then to not only go past the whole him accepting himself, but then the entire group in understanding of Reagan being a scumbag, accepting him, doing the birthday with him. That's so awesome. And also just kind of getting that closure with, everyone and seeing how everyone was doing oh saved by the bell type shit i was into it just big time yeah yeah what do you what's going on over there no i was thinking how i've never watched saved by the bell so i don't know the reference and then, oh just you know i don't know that happy-go-lucky 90s ending type shit oh got you got you. i don't even know how that ended huh i didn't watch it so i couldn't tell you yeah did they try and <laughs> didn't they try and like bring that back resurrection style oh i don't know I they were doing a newer one i don't know mario lopez though you can't get away from that fucker <laughs> he was saved by the bell that's uh, oh yeah. he was oh yeah. there you go i didn't know that now he's everything he's he's that one lame dating show no they just added him they oh that was a only, fake a yeah yeah spoof. yeah how they for the um what's that called too hot to handle. Too hot to handle. One, One of those of, nasty, trashy shows that's on Netflix. I couldn't, I can't stomach the new season. They're just, I don't like to disparage people, but well, it's dumb, listen, stupid people. Also not to like. It has to be fake. They can't really be like that. <laughs> I hope to God not. And on top of that, it's not to be like, uh, trust me again, no prude, none of that or stuff. But it's like these people on that show, I love when they go, oh, Roy you're not going to be able to have sex tonight. And they go, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I, you know, what am I supposed to do? It's like, are people actually like that? Get a fucking job, dog. <laughs> like that shit is so weak. Um, I guess, I mean, that is kind of the over-sexualized nature of everything though. And that seems so important now, but that show is so cringy to watch. What? Okay. Well, what am I supposed to do? Talk to her? It's like, yeah, this is a fucking dating show and that's being said right now. <laughs> All right, you guys are definitely going to last. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. The first couple, the first two seasons, you know, I I wouldn't go as far to say I enjoyed it, but it was at least like I could handle watching it. Sure. Third was me. And it finally got one, too hot oh, to handle. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yikes, dog. I had to turn it off at episode two. I'm surprised I turned it on after episode one. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how you sit through uh, three minutes of it. Granted, I, you know, sometimes I do come in and I go, oh, what's going on with this? And then I feed the fire, but. Yeah. 
Anywho. Yeah. What else is going on with you? Nothing. I'm uh I'm ready to watch. I think we got a blue lock waiting for us in hot dog. Yeah. Blue lock continues to have a pull on us. I know and I'm sorry guys, I know that that comes across as repetitive every episode, but being weekly and now two episodes a week, you guys are gonna hear some overlap because it's all we're thinking about, obviously. And uh what did we watch? Did we watch a blue lock the other day instead of watching the new episode of Nagatoro? What did we go and what did we watch? I'm glad you asked. What it was near Atomic. <gasps> That's right. We watched the first episode of that. So solid. And, and we, we had kind of, t- we touched on it obviously in the Thursday episode, but the animation had some, some moments to start out. It was very like, it was almost as if they recorded it in a game engine at, uh, at one point, <laughs> but to be in 2d is fuego. Okay. We're into it. There was a screenshot though. That was like to be this you and her neck was so long. Oh yeah. Little did we know that she was a giraffe, but <laughs> she's our favorite giraffe. Really eager to see where it goes. We're clearly keeping with the narrative of the main show. Whereas also we are kind of changing some things here and there. Just it's great advertising. So good. Going to end up playing that game again. Maybe eventually, probably not. <laughs> And um, where do we watch? I think we have to watch Tokyo Revengers on Disney Plus, you said? Maybe. Oh, yeah. I see it right here. Streaming platforms, Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, would like to know how, um, how our boy gets out of the situation he was left in in that cliffhanger. On yes. One. Tokyo Revengers definitely leaving us on a cliffhanger. Not as good as the ones for Mob, but definitely a good one. And uh, not to boast, but... Uh, Oh, no, it's not. It's not Tokyo Revengers. I forgot. I pulled a character that we have not seen yet in Chainsaw Man. Oh, she's only in the uh, the manga. Who is it? I don't know. I can't remember their name. Oh, OK. Well, Hold that's on. Fine. Let me look. All right, well, you were telling me sh- you keep seeing a lot of shit about her on, uh, you know, online. Oh, no, I know who you're talking about. Scarface. Yeah. Double double slash Scarface she looks girl. Pretty she does double. look like a badass. Let me, let me hit you with that name. You can do some some Googlins. Some Googlins. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, come along. Yo- Yoru. Yoru. Yomu. <laughs> Yomu. I said I'm just getting some fucking Duolingo flashbacks. <laughs> Yoru. Ipitsu. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I gotta get back on Duolingo. When? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did you know there was a spinoff? Mob Psycho 100 Reagan manga. Seven chapters, one volume. Oh. Yeah. Meet the self-proclaimed exorcist, spiritualist, and psychic himself. What he lacks in strength, he makes up for in charisma. What he lacks in bravery, he makes up for in ingenuity. What he lacks in heroism, he makes up uh, for with massages and life advice. Oh. This is the story of Arataka Reagan and the spirits. And such consultation office. Honestly, I'd be eager to do that. Well, he was annoying. As I said, he is charismatic. The guy, he, he really, he'll go into a situation and at least try and bullshit his way through it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't mean to take you away from that. Take it. But I was going through my harem on Discord and I forgot I have 9S. Oh, you did get nine. I forgot. That was a good point. We have 
I have nine S and you have two B. It's per- it's meant to be. It was meant to be. Oh. Yes. Cute. I thought that's where you were going. No, I, I no the um relatability was lost on me. Oh well, I'm glad that we got there. <laughs> uh oh man i feel like i had something else to talk about with mob but um i think we hit all the finer points yeah we got to keep it as general as we can with it being a three season thing i mean favorite moments a lot of them boil down to him mob going crazy it's Hitting just that hondo it's just because when you and i know i complain a lot it's like i don't want just a show that's just I vomit. I just want to, you know, I want some story. But there is something about a show that's got proper story that also can have some just Google. Like all you're doing is just Googling at the screen. You're like, wow, this is great. Googly eyes, that is not Googling. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, you understood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, I mean, we can just kind of wrap it up and, and let these uh, poor homies get out of here. I don't want to hold any hostages. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, guys, if you've made it to this point, you're obviously a great friend of the show, and we appreciate uh, you taking the time to, to, to be with us yet another day. If there's anything we can do to improve, just let us know, obviously, on the Instagram or um, uh, the Discord. Jeez, why am I blanking <laughs> on the word Discord? And uh, just keep your eyes peeped. For now, we do have Thursday episodes, obviously. And that's it. That's it. Massive fan of you. And I hope that you're somewhat a fan of us. Go out there, watch some anime, and uh, come discuss it with us and all that good stuff. Danielle, if you can send them out, that would be lovely. Bye, guys.